Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you, and welcome to yet another edition of the Mississippi On The Move podcast. I am your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad. Once again, I'm going to be flying solo. Our dear brother, Kenneth Muhammad, has been snatched away on assignment. We have a pretty big weekend coming up, beginning tomorrow, as we are expecting, anticipating, and will be very, very happy to receive 
our dear brother and friend, student minister, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. He has a full slate of activities lined up for him and for us this weekend, starting in Memphis on Friday evening and continuing Saturday uh, in Memphis again. And then we will be moving uh, to uh, Holly Springs, Mississippi, Friday afternoon from 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. We'll get into that a little bit more before we get off. And he will culminate Sunday back in Memphis at Muhammad Mosque number 55. Before I go any further, let me acknowledge my creator by beginning in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. We bear witness to the oneness of God, to the oneness of his prophets, and to the oneness of the messages that were revealed to them, to the whole of humanity. We do not argue over the names by which the divine creator is known. We as spiritually mature people know and understand that God is known by many names, and he is known by the name or according to the language and culture of the people among whom he raises his prophets, his messengers, and his warners. Brothers and sisters, we are back again with another edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast, and we definitely have an exciting program for you this evening. We have the brother that I just mentioned, or at least we are expecting, the brother we just mentioned, student minister Dr. Wesley Muhammad, and I will give you his credentials once he uh, is live on the air. We expect him at about halfway out uh, after the hour, around 7.30. We want to interview him uh uh, concerning his new book, one of his recent releases, at, we, at least, Understanding the Assault on the Black Man, Volume 2, The Pot Plot, Marijuana, Weaponized Marijuana, The Pot Plot? What's, what's, what, what's that all about? You don't hear about that on CNN or MSNBC or other, any of the other mainstream media outlets. But you will hear about these kinds of information sources here on the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Just want to let everybody know that we are live and broadcasting. So uh, call a friend and call another friend and tell everybody to tune right in. We are live on the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Before we go any further, uh, we always like to uh, to begin with our axioms to place us in a right state of mind as we begin to discuss our topic for uh, this evening and to have our interview. And uh, as we see, we got brothers and sisters that are on and thank our brother, brother Keith X is on with us and others will be joining and many more joining momentarily because this is a a big weekend we got with our brother. But let's get uh, to these axioms real quick. We love to begin, and this is one of the most, or if not the most important one in my mind, that I always like to keep in the forefront of our thinking and on our minds as we discuss on Mississippi on the Move podcast. It is from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, wherein he writes, He who gives you the diameter of your knowledge prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. Very, very powerful statement. And we should know and understand someone has always been wanting to give us a diameter of knowledge that limits us to the circumference of the activity that they desire. So Mississippi on the Move is the kind of podcast that will greatly expand the diameter of our knowledge. 
because let's just put it plain. This podcast and the information that's disseminated from it is rooted in the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and those that are listening right now and those that will be getting on. You have to bear witness that after listening to the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and expressed by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, you have to bear witness that you're not quite the same once you hear that message from that great black man, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So that diameter of knowledge is what we want to attempt to share and convey with us on this podcast. A second one from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan reads, a slave, it's a definition he gave us. And he said that a slave is one whose power and authority is ruled over by another and whose sphere of freedom is limited according to the wishes of his master. Mm. That's the companion of the previous one. Because a slave, we have always kind of associated that with chattel slavery or some form of physical bondage. And we don't quite consider who it is that's feeding us information. And uh, they take the narrative, control of the narrative of our history, of our heroes, of just about anything that is accessible to them. And they're exert their power and authority in such a way that they limit the sphere of our freedom according to what they wish. Wanted to bring in a new one from uh, for tonight. And let me check a few things here. Okay, okay, we're looking good. We're looking good. Cruising right along the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Wanted to bring you all something from one of our great brothers, the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Because one of the problems that we as a people face with regard to attempting to organize, attempting to make our communities a safe and decent place to live, attempting to work uh, between one another, brother and sister, organization to organization, and to solve some of the many, many problems that we have in our communities, all the way from, from economic to political to social uh, the criminal justice injustice system we face, just trying to get justice, uh, the crime, the violence in our communities, the drug infestation, the lack of opportunity. But we have a problem. You know, there's a level of difficulty that we face when we try to work together. And our dear brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, talked about this way back in the 20s when he said and it's entitled The Aptitude of the Negro to Disobey Orders Coming from Himself. We can also say the aptitude of the Negro to ignore information coming from himself because we have a tendency to not accept certain truths until someone we deem that's reputable and believable to give it to us. And unfortunately, oftentimes, that's the very people who seek to give us their diameter of knowledge. The same people that seek to limit our freedom according or the sphere of our freedom according to their wishes. So our people are more prone to listen to the same people that put us or aided in the condition that we are in. 
So Brother Garvey wrote these words. Listen at what he says. He says, the Negro in Western civilization, because of his environments that force upon him a complex inferiority, is the most stubborn individual to discipline within the race. He has but little, he continues, if any respect for internal racial authority. He cannot be depended upon to carry out an order given by a superior of his own race. If the superior attempts in his presence to enforce the order, he is undermined and accused of putting on airs. If the order is entrusted to a lieutenant, he, in turn, changes the order to suit himself and endeavors to constitute himself the superior individual. He continues, in my experience as head of the largest serious Negro organization in the world, I have found that to every hundred orders given to be executed for the absolute good of the organization and the race, not 2% of them have been carried out in their entirety. This lack of obedience to orders and discipline checkmates the real worthwhile progress of the race. This accounts for the Negro's lack of racial nationalistic ideal. The only cure, this is my favorite part right here, the only cure for him is his removal to an atmosphere entirely his own where he would be forced under rigid civil and other discipline to respect himself and his own racial authority. Now, I got to admit to you all, that is a powerful, powerful statement, treatise, whatever you want to call it, because it is so, so very, 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 very true, even in 2022, that rhymed, it's true in 2022. We have little respect for ourselves. So we have to be taught to accept our own and be ourselves. And because of the environments, as Brother Garvey put it, that have been forced upon us, it is, and it has forced upon us a complex inferiority to the point that we don't see value in our scholars. We don't see value in uh, what we produce. We don't see value in our organizations. We don't value people the way we should that speak in our defense and on our behalf for the good of us as black people. So I thought that particular axiom, uh, I call it an axiom, but it's a, it's a statement of fact, if you ask me, that's still true in 2022. Our dear brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey hit it right on the head, right on the head. And in conjunction with that, we will also mention from our brother, the great Carter G. Woodson, wherein he wrote, when you control a man's thinking, there it is. You do not have to worry about his actions, he says. You do not have to tell him to go to the back door. He will go without being told. 
You don't have to tell him to go here or yonder, or yonder, I should say. He will find his proper place and stay in it. You don't have to send him to the back door. I said that out of order. He will go without being told. In fact, if there's not a back door, Carter G says, the Negro will cut one for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary. So there you have it. Those are what we use to guide our conversation. And we want to thank you all for tuning in last week. Uh, thank We got some more people coming on. Thank you, dear brothers and those who are coming on. We appreciate you all uh, tuning in with us in this Mississippi on the Move podcast. We are anticipating the arrival uh, on the line of our brother and friend, student minister, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, at about half past the hour of 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, that is, Eastern Time, that'll be 8.30. And then, of course, if you're listening in other places on the West Coast, uh, you are two hours earlier than 7.30, so that'll make it 5.30 p.m., if you're listening on the West Coast, please stay tuned in. Now we have our new uh, cultural segment and we got a new one coming to you. This one is going to come all the way from across the pond. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got believers in England and we're going to have a, a nice piece from our brother, uh, Makil Amin from London, England. Hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Cultural segment. Y'all stay in, stay tuned in now y'all and check it out. Very, very uh, powerful, lyrical, and, and it is right in keeping with what you hear right here in the States. So brothers and sisters, once again, Mississippi on the move podcast, I'm your brother Abdul Shaheed Muhammad. We're going to take our first break for today and we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. Theurbanindulgence.com. Mississippi on the moon. 
Yes, yes, yes. We are back for the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Once again, I am your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad. Brother Kenneth is not with us this evening. He's been snatched away on another assignment, important assignment, and we certainly pray that our brother is enjoying success and is uh, accomplishing the objective that has been given him for this evening. We look forward to being with our brother, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, in about maybe 10 more minutes. And of course, uh, this coming weekend, he will be in Memphis, in South Haven, as well as Holly Springs, Mississippi. For the Holly Springs, Mississippi, which is where this podcast is based out of, he will be in the Multipurpose Center Saturday, August 20th at 5 p.m. or from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. is the time that we will be in that building. And he will do, be doing a presentation uh, unraveling the mystery, the Malcolm X assassination in the light of the new information that has been unearthed regarding Reggie Wood and a lot of other information. This dear brother has taught courses on this in universities, and you will hear more of his credentials as we introduce him in about the next nine minutes. But before we get there, we want to go to the final call news and get our final call news segment started, and we'll close with the same for this evening. But if you've seen this issue of the final call news greatest newspaper on the planet you ask me now i know i sound a little biased but hey it is what it is we're not corporate driven we're not beholden to any corporate interest or any big money folk that can dictate what we say of the truth this uh periodical our flagship periodical of the nation of islam is dedicated to the truth and to enlightening our people but on this issue this issue the cover reads, Defenders of the Culture, hip-hop artists and activists who refuse to follow the lead of corporations and spew music, music excuse me, preaching the gospel of self-destruction. Mm, that's a tight, tight title. I want to get a little bit from this article. I mean, it's, I mean, it's rich now. But I want to share a little bit with it, a little bit of it with you in our audience. Uh, this evening, but in the article, they said society is obsessed with the celebrity, and this is true, the celebrity influence of hip hop. But the culture has been co opted by billion dollar corporations and money obsessed exec executives and promote filth and debauchery. But resistance is getting stronger. Did y'all hear that? with artists and activists who have refused to succumb to what the industry demands and are determined to maintain their integrity. Mm. That is some very, very good news because anybody, see, I'm old school. I remember back in the day, you know, with Curtis Blow, because well, I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that, y'all know the rest, these are the breaks and the Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Fast and the Flash and the Furious Five, X-Clan, Cool Modi, all of those brothers. Uh, but particularly Grandmaster Flash, the advent of hip-hop music, first it was a party music, you know, the Sugar Hill Gang and the Rapper's Delight. And it became, in the 80s, early 80s, became conscious when Grandmaster Flash dropped the message. And for some reason, in the subsequent years, Hip-hop changed rhyme and traded it in 
for crime in words. It's, it's a brother I know that has that lyric in his hip-hop song. The industry turned rhyme into crime. But the message in hip-hop music began as the kind of music that inspired, it informed, it fed the soul of the inner cities. It encouraged young people to express themselves in positive ways. But it changed. I remember the when NWA dropped. Y'all remember NWA, Niggas with Attitudes. And, and, and it really, for a while, it got really raunchy. It was a group, it's flashing the pan groups, B's with attitudes, the B word with attitude, and H's with problems. In fact, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan addressed these names during a Saviour's Day speech because he compared it to back in the day when the sisters had groups named the Supremes, you know? But now it's B's with problems and H's with attitudes. And it seems as though when you look at those who are at the head of hip-hop, the moneyed entries, those who are uh, the financiers, if you will, the big corporations that get the record deals, you know, hip-hop has turned into something that's the direct opposite to what it was originally. It no longer feeds us. It no longer inspires us. Some of it does now because, as the article is stating, the resistance is growing in certain hip-hop circles. And we featured one of our sisters and two brothers that are with her, Sister Neelam and Brother Danique and Golden Child, and the, the one they just dropped recently, we got them like, I don't know, I may play that one too tonight, y'all, because that, that one is really, really good. But our young people need some alternative hip-hop to hear that inspired. And I remember back in the day when we would be in the club, yeah, no, we didn't fall down out of heaven. We came up out of hell just like everybody else. But when we would be in the club and we would hear the hip-hop, it didn't inspire us to hurt one another. It didn't inspire us to tear the club up. It didn't inspire us to get buck and get wild. It didn't inspire us to pull out a gun. You know, but nowadays, that's that's pretty much, unfortunately, the norm. Uh, young people can barely go anywhere without having to deal with some gun violence. And in fact, on the news today, mainstream news that is, they were lamenting the fact that gun violence is not a pandemic and they've just passed some legislation that I have to, I can't go into it, but I have to look at it more deeply, dealing with the issue of gun violence. There's more to this article. It says artists like Chance the Rapper and Vic Minsa, Chuck D, Rhapsody, KRS-One, Kendrick Lamar, and others, and other, excuse me, celebrities, influencers, are going against popular culture in terms of their art and presenting an alternative view of rap, hip-hop culture. That's not just in music, but in other areas pertinent to black life in America. Says, quote, I think we have to make a distinction to understanding the culture exists, whether or not it shows up in the mainstream, meaning that I can look at dozens of examples of people who are with the culture that are doing incredible things. This was Brother Davey, Dave Davey, D, uh, a California-based hip-hop journalist. In other words, he's telling us that there are artists out here 
that are not doing what you see in the mainstream. There are sisters in hip-hop and brothers in hip-hop that are not, you know, uh, touting the culture of thuggery and violence and gun-wielding and shooting and whatnot. There are sisters in the culture that are not uh, scantily clad, barely any clothes on, you know, with their posterior in the camera and shaking. Now, now this is not to cast any shade on our brothers in the family uh, that are doing that. We love them, okay? That's the culture. That's, uh, I shouldn't say that's the culture. That's what corporations have done, and they have uh, superimposed, if you will, those particular artists as the standard of what hip-hop culture really is and brothers and sisters like Sister Neelam and Brother Danique and Chance the Rapper and others, you hear from them, but you don't see them as prominently displayed or seen as you do those artists, you know, that uh, uh, have the alternative or the opposite, if you will. Uh-oh, I got a call coming in, and it is our brother and friend, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, and he is on. We're going to get him in right away. Give me a, just a second here. Mississippi on the move. And we're going to get our brother live on the air. Let me see that. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, sir. How are you? Brother, I am blacktastic and getting better. We have him on the line, our brother and friend, student minister, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. Brother, let me begin by thanking you for accepting our humble invitation to our humble podcast, Mississippi on the Move. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be on. I know you got a lot of things going on that you expressed to me, so I'm going to get right to it, brother. We asked you to come, and in fact, you will be here in the Mid-South and in North Mississippi, very close to the Deep Delta, for the next, what, three days? And you have a lot on your plate to get to. So in this podcast, brothers, I wanted to talk about your book that you recently published entitled Understanding the Assault on the Black Man. This is a second volume work. It's entitled The Pot Plot, Marijuana, Hip Hop, and the Scientific Assault on Black America, brother. And I was just with our audience in the final call newspaper, and I find it interesting that today's or this week's cover of the final call features the defenders of the culture, Sister Neelam, Chuck D., Chance the Rapper, and our brother... uh, Man, I'm looking right at his name. Golden. I, yeah, Golden, Golden Child. Golden Child. And, Donique, Donique, and, uh, and uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. That's who I'm trying to get out of my... I'm looking, I know who he is. Yes, sir. But I find it interesting that they grace the cover of this week's final call. And, and this week is our conversation, uh, your book, and it has ties to hip-hop. So, brother, let, let me begin first, brother, by asking you, well, first, I want to introduce you. Can I do that, brother? Because I want the audience to know specifically who it is that we're talking with. Okay. So, dear brothers and sisters, this is our guest tonight, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. Our brother sits on the executive council, which is the governing body of the Nation of Islam under the direction and guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and is a member of Minister Farrakhan's research group. Dr. Muhammad holds a bachelor's degree in religious studies from Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. He holds a master's degree and a doctorate degree in Islamic studies from the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. He has taught at the University of Michigan, 
Michigan State University, the University of Toledo, and most recently at the San Francisco State University, where he taught a thought-provoking course on Malcolm X in the context of black nationalism. Dr. Muhammad is published in several peer-reviewed scholarly journals and has also written for the Final Call newspaper, which is the Nation of Islam's flagship periodical. Dr. Muhammad is the author of several books, including the one we'll discuss tonight, Understanding the Assault on the Black Man. He has two volumes. Volume two is the one we will deal with tonight. He also has released The Book of God. I have that one, man. I have several of your books, brother. An encyclopedia of proof that the black man is God. He has appeared on Revolt Television's hip-hop platform, The Breakfast Clubs. I'm t- I said put an S on that. The Breakfast Club, excuse me, with host Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy, as well as on Vlad TV with DJ Vlad. In 2015, Dr. Muhammad presented with Rock Nation artist Jay Electronica at Oxford University. He most rec- I'm sorry, most recently, Dr. Muhammad is prominently featured in filmmaker Tariq Nasheed's new Hidden Colors documentary, Buck Breaking 2021. Dr. Muhammad will soon publish his latest work, The Real Judas Factor, Unraveling the Mystery of the Murder of Malcolm X. And he's going to give a piece on that in Holly Springs this Saturday. So that's who we have on the line, and we got to give that a round of applause, brother. Praise belongs to Allah, certainly. <laughs> Praise is uh, only due to Allah. But, brother, look, uh, I'll begin this conversation like this, brother. You know, back in the day, the VHS tapes, you know, when you mm-hmm. put them in for the Amber Lewis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. his lectures, it would open with him warning us of the merchants of death in our community, selling filth that we consume and put in our bodies, you know, and destroying them. But yes, your, your book, brother, speaks to, and it documents something far more sinister than uh, these merchants of death. I want to begin by asking, brother, what inspired you, uh, brother Wesley, to produce, I mean, this is an 818-page volume book of well-researched information with footnotes, I mean, entitled, you know, The Pot Plot. What inspired you to, to go there, brother? A, a very important question, dear brother Shahid. First, allow me to say I'm so honored to be on your platform. Thank you for inviting your brother and opening up your airwaves and your audience to your brother. Um, I would say, brother Shahid, that what the book the book does not do anything more than the warning the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan has been given now for three decades. The book documents precisely what the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan revealed and warned us about. The inspiration of that 800-page, 2,000-footnote tone the inspiration is the honorable brother minister Farrakhan. Mm. I everything that I have documented in both understanding the assault volume one and understanding the assault volume two, the pot plot, everything I have documented in there was revealed to the world and to me 
as a part of the world by the honorable brother minister Farrakhan. Brother Shahid, in the 90s, the media joyed in caricaturing mm. the honorable brother minister Farrakhan as the drum major for black paranoia, mm. as the leading black conspiracy theorist. He, every single conspiracy that this government has involved in itself in against God's people mm. since the 80s, the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan has been exposing them because Allah reveals it to him and he trips the trap mm. of Satan. He's been doing this since the late 80s. The devil has mocked him as a conspiracy theorist. I've drunk in the revelations of these conspiracies that the minister has exposed in everything, every conspiracy, every aspect of the conspiracy that I treat in these two volumes are only empirical elaborations and substantiations of the revelation. Oh. This is how this thing works. Documentation, Documentation follows yes, revelation. There you go. Yes, sir. Mm. Man. So, man, that's that's a heck of an inspiration. And I mean, and I have to bear witness to being inspired by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because... I mean, he inspired me, brother, to yes, sir. get back in music. But listen, next question I want to, uh, uh, and thank you for that answer, dear brother. How important is this information today in this time that we're living in, contained in the book, particularly to the youth? How important is it uh, that we get this kind of information and make it more easily accessible to the youth? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Among the revelations that Allah revealed through the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan is this, Brother Shahid. In 1987 or so, the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan defined the younger generation then and from that point on, the younger generation sins as those born to settle the score mm. with our 400 year enemy. Mm. The young generation, listen to this God revealed through Farrakhan that the young generations from that point to now, that they are born for a part with a particular destiny. Mm. And that is to settle the score with white America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, when Satan heard that, Satan decided to um, do what he can to intervene. So he has been targeting our youth in a very particular way. He has obsessed over our youth, obsessed with turning them. 
So instead of set, settling the score with our 400-year-old enemy, that righteous indignation that these generations of Black people are born with, that once unleashed on our enemy, will result in the freedom we have longed for for four centuries, but Satan determined to redirect that righteous wrath and make it converted into unrighteous animosity, brother for brother, brother for sister, Mm -hmm. sister for brother. And he has done it skillfully. Mm -hmm. This is why there was so much black on black violence, which is a real phenomenon. We should never dismiss that phenomenon as a lot of black intellectuals try to do. So, so that's the, the background, Mm. how they have determined to um, transform these young born warriors into suicide bombers, if you will, Mm. transform them in a very scientific way. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that America will use her wicked knowledge of chemistry to wage this war against us. And this is what America has been doing, scientifically transforming black life and producing what we have now through various chemical assaults in our food, in our water, in our air, and certainly in our so-called recreational drugs. Man, man. Very good, brother. Thank you so much. You use two words, uh, Brother Wesley, skillful and scientific. Yes, sir. And those are the two words that jump out to me uh, relative to the book and marijuana, when you say, and hip-hop. Yes, sir. When you use the words skillful and scientific. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has constantly and consistently faithfully warned us of the machinations of, of the government under which we live and elements within that government and corporations and the like. Could you elaborate a little further, brother, on the skillful and scientific methods being used based on the book that we're dealing with tonight? Yes, sir. So Pharaoh said to his laborers, his governmental officials, come, let us deal wisely with them. Mm. Yep, that's the book. Pharaoh and his government wanted to stop the children of Israel from growing in numbers fearing that if they grew in numbers, they would grow to be able to settle the score Mm. with their 400-year enemy, Pharaoh and his government. Mm. So Pharaoh got his ministers and scientists together and said, let us deal wisely with them, not just kill them outright, Mm. but deal wisely, deal shrewdly with them. This is what we are talking about the scientific assault on black America, on the black male in particular, but also the black female, the whole black nation is under a scientific assault, chemical assault. These, we are the victims 
of a silent war using quiet weapons mm. or a quiet war using silent weapons. And so the weapon used against us is chemical, a major weapon used against us is chemically modified marijuana that is now being legalized across the country. And this hip hop was started with a strong anti-drug use message, Mm -hmm. was co-opted into Pharaoh's wise plan against the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. And so hip hop or rap music and hip hop culture People want me to say rap and not hip hop. No, that's silly. Mm. Rap, what what we hear in rap music, we absolutely see in hip hop culture. That's right. That's true. <laughs> and so Satan co-opted hip hop mm. and made it, married it with drug use in particular, the blunt and weed. And so writers describe hip hop and weed as having a, a marriage, but that wasn't always. So the pop plot, the weaponization of weed and the weaponization of hip hop are two sides of the same coin. So as hip hop promoted drug use or was made to promote drug use, And then the drugs that our enemy wanted us to use are now being, quote unquote, legalized on the state level, but still criminalized on a federal level. Mm. And so the trap is in. (laughs) Not only do we, because the states legalize the use of this weaponized marijuana, which is not God's holy plant at all, Mm. because the states, quote unquote, legalize it, we believe, we black folks believe, we can go out on the street and get lifted now. Mm. And in every state where they have numbers, where recreational marijuana use has been legalized, the data is in that arrests of black and brown men for drug possession has not decreased Mm. since legalization. It has absolutely increased since legalization. I don't... Did did, did, did you hear what I I heard that, brother. That, That makes absolutely no sense. But this is how, this is the sense behind it. Yes, sir. It's the trick. Mm -hmm. As long as marijuana is a Schedule One drug, it's criminalized by the federal government. Mm -hmm. Federal law trumps state law. That's right. So the local police can move aside and the feds make the arrest. Or... In a city like Chicago, where this is the case, where arrests of black males have tripled since legalization 
over a rest of white males. Yeah, there's been a ceasing, a decrease of arrests for drug possession, but only white boys are the ones benefiting from that. Black and brown males in Chicago are being arrested at three times the rate now that marijuana possession is legal. But the state the state has instituted these loopholes mm-hmm. that allow even local police in Chicago to arrest brothers who are driving and they smell marijuana. Okay, we get that, but they're on the sidewalk with their legal marijuana, the police can smell it, they come over and arrest them. Mm. So it's a trick. It's not legal, as long as it's still criminalized federally, it's not actually legalized anywhere. Wow. Sounds like the 13th Amendment trick, brother. The, the, all, the trick. All over again. Tricknology. His <laughs> wise way, our enemy's wise way, is beautifully defined by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as mm-hmm. trick-knowledge. Exactly. Everything he does, his his money shot is always a trick. He's a master of tricks. Wow. Now, brother, I heard you say the, of, of the uh, this war or this assault, you said silent weapons in a quiet war with chemically, yes, chemically modified marijuana. Now, I know that the response from many of our people uh, when you begin to make public your findings, if you will. Many of our people were upset, brother, to the point to where I remember we was in Newark at a, uh, a Day of Atonement speech, and the Honorable Louis Farrakhan called you up to the podium and asked our people, look, leave this brother alone. He's doing research and uh, giving information uh, that will save your life. Now, yes, sir. Is, the, is the right now, in 2022, what we're in, August is the response yes, still the same, brother? Has it relented? Are people still starting to listen or be more accepting of uh, what you're putting out? <clears throat> so, um, yes and no. It's yes only because the initial response was so overwhelming. Uh, it was so galactic, it seemed. And it literally was worldwide, and and I did not expect it. And so that was 2017, and we're five years in. The level of emotion has subsided a bit because Mm -hmm. the emotion that was triggered was enormous. Mm the level of emotion has diminished, but the level of denial, the will to disbelieve Whoa. is as strong today as it was then. There was, we are up against a will to disbelieve. And this is why I had to write an 800 page book with 2000 <laughs> footnotes, even knowing that our, you know, they tell us, don't make a video beyond Six, 60 seconds uh-huh. and nobody's gonna watch it don't write anything beyond you know five pages ain't nobody gonna read it right. and then here I come with an 800 page book <laughs> now I didn't set out to do that yes, sir. but I have to overcome 
a colossal will to disbelieve. Mm, mm, mm. So I put all of the evidence, all of the sources in there. It is the book is an can be called an overkill operation. Yes. Because when I could have made the point and certified it with three or four citations, I marshaled 10 to 15 citations mm. and I quoted them in full. See, that's overkill, but I am battling, I'm dismantling a wall made from an ironclad will to disbelieve. Wow. Okay. Doc, man, my, my audience is saying that they can barely hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Um, oh. Are you on a, um, uh, 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 well, yeah, you're on, are you I'm on a hit piece? I am on hit piece. Yes. Okay. Hit piece. Well, hit phone. Okay. Um, you probably can take it off because I got you directly in that that may improve the sound quality okay. for our listeners. Hold on. Brother, they, they want to hear what you're saying, <laughs> my brother. I got audience, and they come in there commenting, telling me, look, you can't hardly hear him. So uh, we want to do what we can. And once again, brothers and sisters, thank you all for tuning in to the Mississippi on the Move podcast. We are now live with our dear brother, student minister, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. Serious. Can you hear me any better? I can still hear you the same. But those uh, in the audience, if you can hear him better, just type a one, type a one. I have removed the headphones now, so I'm I'm hoping we have greater sound. Yeah, you sound a bit more rich in my ears, brother. And uh, my listeners, just type in a one if he sound okay. Okay, seems like somebody says that you you sounding better, brother. Okay, well let's 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 continue. Let's get it in here, man, because I don't want to hold you up. I know you got a lot to do. Uh, Yes, sir. Explain to us, brother the difference because you know i've been perusing this book since i've had it i mean it's it's a it's a mountain of work man and i'm saying it's a mountain of work uh dealing with mk ultra beginning way back in 1953 something that i simply didn't know but brother explain to us the difference as you said earlier between god's holy excuse me holy plant or herb and what people are consuming today. What is the difference between the two? Oh, a a profound difference. Mm -hmm. Cannabis is God's holy herb. God planted it, and it has tremendous value and benefit Mm -hmm. to the human being. He made it that way. Used properly, cannabis, the cannabis plant, it's very medicinal. It has an assortment of cannabinoids or chemicals, not just cannabinoids, but a whole assortment of different types of chemicals that is in such perfect ratio in relation to each other that makes the cannabis plant a holy herb given by God. That is absolutely not what anybody is smoking today. That is absolutely not what anybody is consuming through their brownies or through their tea today. Wow. The cloud has nothing 
in relation to God's cannabis. Why is loud loud? Because while God's plant has a fine THC to CBD ratio, of course, THC is the chemical that intoxicates. Right, right. THC is the reason we smoke a blunt mm-hmm. or smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. Because we want to get high. We want to get lifted. Well, that's the THC, but the THC in God's plant is very minimal in content, less than 1%, much less than 1%. Mm. And it's balanced with the right, and it's controlled by the right ratio of CBD that is non-intoxicating. It controls the negative aspects of Oh my goodness. To separate THC from CBD when you graph down the amount of CBD and graph up the amount of THC, then CBD no longer has the restraining effect that it's supposed to have. And THC is able to do its dirt that it it's prohibited from doing when it's in proper relation to CBD. And so what loud is loud is loud because today's marijuana has excessively high amounts of THC, 10, 15, 20% THC in the CBD has been grafted almost totally out. Wow. And so it's loud because it consists of, excessively high levels of THC. The mm. intoxicating chemical, but the most um, rebellious of the chemicals. And so this is why loud has no relation to God's cannabis. Wow. And further, the last point, the difference, while we say it's weaponized, the government in the late 1960s, and by government, I mean specifically the U.S. Army Chemical Corps in a program called Conquer by Cannabis, headed by Colonel James Ketchum, they manipulated the THC molecule in a particular way. Mm. Marijuana smoking was never an addictive um, indulgence. Mm. Not in the past. Not like cocaine and heroin. Right. Or the alkaloids, which means their intoxicating chemicals have a nitrogen atom in them. Mm. Marijuana was not addictive because it's intoxicating chemical THC is non-alkaloid. It does not possess a nitrogen chemical. Wow. Until, until 
the the U.S. Army Chemical Corps conquered by cannabis program. Mm. One of the fruits of that program was inserting a nitrogen atom into a synthetic or laboratory-created THC molecule. It is that molecule that is made available by the U.S. government for all uh, legal marijuana preparations. It is that molecule that is infused into street marijuana because what folks don't know, most street marijuana, if not all of the different types of street marijuana that they hit the streets coming out the back door of government laboratories. Mm. Wow. They were seeded on the street. So there's really no such thing as black market marijuana. Black market marijuana began, originated in government laboratories and was snuck out the back. Mm. Wow. And and so this all of this marijuana has this synthetic THC molecule in it that has the nitrogen atom inserted, making it alkaloid. And this is why today's marijuana is profoundly addictive. Wow. So DJ Prince Paul, for three six mafia, notorious for their drug glorification, their weed smoking. DJ Paul had to say, I can't mess with today's weed. Because everybody I know who, who smokes it is addicted to it because they're smoking the alkaloid, the newly created alkaloid marijuana. Mm. Marijuana that's been made addictive. Wow. My goodness. Brothers and sisters, you are listening to the Mississippi on the Move podcast with our host, with, uh, excuse me, our guest, uh, brother Dr. Wesley Muhammad, this information, brothers and sisters, is important. One of my questions was how important is this information in the book and what you are saying from the book, brother, in your research, how important is it particularly for our young people? And uh, I had not read, this is, a, I mean, this is a lot to read, I had not read or heard you mention that an alkaloid or it's been made alkaloid by the introduction of a nitrogen molecule, man, it makes you wish you went back and really paid attention in chemistry class. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I didn't either until Allah threw me down this rabbit hole of Satan's scientific wickedness. And I found out that Pharaoh's magicians mm-hmm. are organic chemists. Wow. That's his, those are his magicians. Those are his magicians, organic chemists, and they tend to be Jewish organic chemists mm. whose, whose knowledge on how to master the original man mm-hmm. is their knowledge of chemistry, organic chemistry. Through their knowledge of organic chemistry, they have learned how to master the original man. Wow. And dear brother, I got to add, you know, when you were talking, I went, oh, wow, because when you were talking about the THC and the CBD content and how the CBD kept the THC in check, my mind went to the brown and the original black germ. Correctly <laughs> so. And I'm like, man, so they use the same technique. The same technique. 
That is exactly right. Wow. Now, relation of CBD to THC is absolutely analogous to the relation of the black germ to the brown germ within the original man. And so for the audience who isn't doesn't understand what we are referencing, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad pointed out that it was one of our scientists, Come on. Yahoo, who discovered by studying the genome of the original man, the genetic coding of the original man found out that, <coughs> excuse me, we have with us a black germ, a dominant germ, and a brown germ, a recessive germ. That recessive germ is held in check by the black germ. Mm-hmm. But by separating the brown germ from the black germ and giving the brown germ unrestricted expression, the brown germ manifested all of its weakness and wickedness. Mm-hmm. And this is how the white man was produced. He is the expression of the brown germ separated from the black germ. Just mm-hmm. as THC, the brown germ, yeah. was separated from CBD, the black, germ. the black germ. And so when our people are smoking loud, they are smoking the white man. Wow. Bro. I, that just was in my mind. <laughs> as you were they are smoking, well be smoking the white man, man. A phyto white man. Good a God. plant white man. Good God. That is that is man, that's I'll just call him a phyto call, call that that joint a phyto Caucasian. P H a P H Y T O Phyto as in plant, a phyto Caucasian, a plant Caucasian. So, brother, this uh, and some of the questions I'm looking at, you've already answered, you know, when I because I'm asking why the assault on black people. And you said that to settle this, this score that God would produce uh, yes, sir. a generation of people. Uh, the scripture calls yes. them the Joshua generation. That's right. Uh, they didn't fear, fear Pharaoh and the giants like the elders That's of Israel who had to wander and die out. Uh, That's so right. You've 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 answered uh, the why and the objective of it. So I, I guess I'll go to this, brother. How long the genesis of this, you went into some of it, I think, if I'm not mistaken, as I heard your your, your commentary and your remarks. The genesis of this, people think this stuff is relatively new. Uh, uh, but based on what I've been reading, some of what I've read from your book, brother, this goes back into the 1950s. Could you just give yeah. us a, a brief for our audience uh, a brief thumbnail sketch of the history of these experimentations and the purposes for which they were using them. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Now, the scientific investigations that the governmental scientific investigations that undergird this assault indeed goes back to the 50s. The MK Ultra um, program of the Central Intelligence Agency, which was an effort by the CIA to discover chemicals and other methods to control mind and behavior of a target population. Right. Now, this, the CIA's program, and of course, 
the CIA then partnered with the U.S. Army in a project called MK Naomi. Mm. So while MK Ultra, MK Ultra was the chemical aspect of this program, right. concocting chemical um, weapons that can effectively control a the mind and behavior of a population. MK Naomi focused on biological weapons. Wow. Now, at these programs conducted the, this research, produced, discovered and produced these chemical and biological weapons. The specific scientific assault against now the human guinea pigs that were used by the CIA in both the MK Ultra chemical program as well as the MK Naomi biological program, mm. the human guinea pigs were primarily black men in the Lexington drug farm or drug prison in Kentucky. Okay. And in fact, the first form of weaponized THC was tested on black bodies. So while a spectrum of human guinea pigs were used, the preferred human guinea pig was always black people. And from there, this specific governmental assault chemical assault on black America that began with the Nixon administration. And it was the Nixon administration's response to the uprisings, the so-called riots that really characterized the sixties. When we are taught about the sixties and black people, we're taught about the civil rights movement and nonviolent agitation, but that's very effective. The, the greatest form of agitation was violent uprisings. There were 1,000 insurrections or so-called race riots in the 60s, 1,000. And this greatly disturbed the government. And when Detroit went up in flames in 1967, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. From there, the government decided on a medical, a chemical solution to the problem of black violence because the government determined that the source of the problem of violence in the inner cities is this medical condition that they describe as black masculine hostility. Wait, you're telling me it's a medical hostility. condition. Okay. It's a medical condition, uh, the seat of which is a dysfunctional amygdala, which is an important part of the brain. So the black people, primarily young black males who rose up in 
in the cities across this country. The reason they rose up was not because of righteous indignation from oppression and deprivation and injustice for so long. No, the reason they rose up, according to the government, was because they suffered a mental health problem described as black masculine hostility, seated in the amygdala of their brain. So the government decided to medicate this mental health problem, medicate this problem of black masculine hostility. So the first medication was methadone. The Nixon administration set up methadone is a synthetic, a lab-created form of heroin. And the Nixon administration set up free clinics throughout Black America, giving out, doling out this synthetic drug that is more addictive to, more addictive than heroin, and it diminished testosterone. Mm, That leads into my next question. (laughs) So the governmental chemical assault on the black male began with the Nixon administration and every administration since then has partook in this operation. An operation I have taken the liberty to call Operation Ferdinand. Yes. Ferdinand, you mean the big black bull, right? That's exactly what I mean. And the reason... I call it Operation Ferdinand, is because the government scientists who were responsible for putting this operation of chemical taming of black males of the inner city, these scientists specifically described these violent black males of the inner cities as black bulls. Mm. And they specifically said that their aim was to the black bulls and make them an ox. They transform them from violent bulls to domesticated oxes. Now, you know, an ox uh-huh. is a castrated bull. Yep, exactly. That is because of the castration is able to um, be used as a burden bearer. Yep, put them on the yoke. And so these scientists specifically outline the plan to transform these black bulls, fighting bulls, into docile, tamed oxes. And so we know that Ferdinand and that um, children's story was this great bull. He was the biggest bull among his peers. Imposing. But he was distinguished because he refused to fight. Mm. There was nothing that Matador could do to him. There was no amount of abuse that can be afflicted on him that would make him want to fight his tormentor. The only thing Ferdinand wanted to do was smell his flower. There was a plant that he liked to sit around all day and smell. You you you, you ever smelled loud? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So, so, so you get it. So you get Ferdinand don't want to do nothing. Nothing. 
But smell that flower. But, but, but smell and smell the aroma of his plant. That loud. And nothing a matador could do, no amount of pain can be inflicted on him to make him want to rise up against his tormentor. Wow. That was what they had planned and have success successfully executed against the black male of America. The natural mm-hmm. fighting bull has been made a docile, castrated ox. And so all we want to do is sit around all day and smell our flower. <laughs> that marijuana. Good God Almighty. My brother, my brother, look, the time is upon us, man. We're at the yes. we're around 47 minutes into this. And I want to end with this this last question, brother, before we go to get some commercials and we're going to have a cultural segment, man. I'm going to be introducing the audience to a cut that comes from all the way across the pond in London, England, a brother named Mikhail Amin. Uh, mm. It's entitled Isalam Alaikum. So we're going to play that for the audience. Uh, hey. Our little cultural segment. But, brother, what is the effect of the overindulgence, just recreationally or overindulgence or addiction to? What are some of the uh, biological effects or effects in general on both black men and women who are, yes. are partaking this new grafted white man that we smoke? Or oh, I shouldn't say we, because I don't smoke it. I say we because it's our people. Uh, yes, sir. What are some of the effects? Well, one of a key one is gender neutering. Mm. Gender neutering, because that synthetic THC. It chemically castrates males. It it plummets t- um, testosterone levels in males. That THC. Remember, I said the Nixon administration identified the source of the problem, of the mental health problem, with this aspect of the brain called the amygdala. Mm-hmm. THC attacks the amygdala. THC attacks the pituitary gland, which is the source of the production, ultimate source of the production of testosterone. Mm. This THC cuts off that process. That's why it diminishes testosterone levels in men. That's chemical castration. In women, this THC triggers testosterone production from the adrenal gland. It so raises testosterone levels in women beyond what the divine ratio of femininity allows for. Mm. And so it gender neuters both the black man and black woman. Good God Almighty. Mm. Well, my brother, man, look, you, you've answered all of these questions. Uh, and I do have one more. Will your books, man, uh, you're going to be with us uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Friday uh, the 19th. Uh, you will be, for the audience, those who are listening, he will be participating in a team summit here in the city of Memphis, uh, being brought to us by Soldier LLC, Respect the Haven, CDC. They're presenting the teen summit, Orange Mound 2022. That's going to be the 20th. I'm sorry, at the Harriet House. That's at 2788 Lamar for those that are listening. But that Friday night, uh, to my understanding, you're going to be in near South Haven, Mississippi. And let me pull that real quick. That's going to be 
uh, Friday night, August 19th at 7.30 p.m., you're going to be at 750 East Holmes Road. You're going to be discussing yeah. Study God 19, the knowledge of God, who is the original man. And you yes, use some of that language. And, of course, Saturday, you're going to, uh, later on after the team summit, 5 p.m., you're going to be in Holly Springs, Mississippi, at 235 North Memphis Street, the multipurpose center, uh, discussing unraveling the mystery, the Malcolm X assassination. And then, of course, the next day, Sunday, you will be back in Memphis at 873 Vance Avenue, Muhammad Mosque, number 55, delivering the Sunday message. That's for all of our listeners. But again, brother, the book that I have, and what other books will you have available for our audience to purchase? I know a brother, Benny, brother Benny X, man, he, he he's not going to be able to make it, but he said, brother, I'm going to cash out you some money. Uh, and if I can't get it to you, brother, will you hold me down and get a book that I want to have? He hadn't sent it to me yet. But what books will you have available <laughs> for the audience? Yes, he just needs to send oh, me the title. I got him. Yeah, yes, sir. Inshallah, we will have the, the books under discussion tonight available. Understanding the assault on the black man, black manhood, and black masculinity, which is the first volume. We hope to have that in memphis with us also volume two of that work the pot plot mm. the scientific the weaponization of marijuana hip-hop and the scientific assault on black america we hope to have that with us in memphis and we also hope to have our book the book of god and the cycle of, of proof that the black man is god Praise be to right God. now if you wanted to order in anticipation you can order the book from my website okay. www.wesleymohammed.com those books can be ordered uh, give that website again brother for our audience yeah. wesleymohammed.com www.wesleymohammed.com Wesley Praise is due to Allah. Brother, look, man, my time is just about up. We close at 8.30. I'm going to get this hip-hop segment in. But we want to thank you. Thank you so much. I thank you and your great art for uh, being with us this evening. We're going to take a break. And, uh, Doc, if you need to get off, you can go and get off, man. I'm going to run these commercial segments. And yes, then we're going to get into this hip-hop track tonight from our brother, Mikhail Amin, all the way from London, England. Brother, may Allah bless yes. you with safe travels, and we hope to see you soon, all right? Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. Yes, sir. Wa alaykum salam. There you have it, dear brothers and sisters, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. To our listening audience, you couldn't call in because... I had my brother on the main line because the uh, the the um, way we intended to get him in, uh, he advised he couldn't find the Evite link. So I gave him an alternative to just call me directly and I would patch him through. So but for right now, we're going to move straight to our hip hop segment. And uh, I want to bring something to you all the way from London, England. This brother's name is Mikhail Amin, and the name of the track is, it's a hip-hop track, it's entitled Peace, featuring Tariq Supreme. Let's check it out. Plus 12, chilling in the studio, 
taking over the world. Except my enemies, but for my brothers, I am working. Cause the powers that be wanna see this while they're lurking. We're both making our peas, but different food we are serving. See, mine is for the fork, adding substance to the fork. And yours is for the court, doing chores for the pork. We're both under pressure, getting burnt by this 33rd degree. So why on earth do you wanna smoke me? It's your brother who's broke, it's your brother who's dying, it's your brother who you poke. Stick him up with the iron, he's the one who is arrested for the same dirty job. After you get a sentence in the prison, full stop. It's your brother who knows and overstands your grind. Your brother has the same pain sitting in his mind. Ignorant and blind, we divide by these different ends. We can come together and just fight for these dividends. Cha, look, do you want your own demise? You know that this is all by design. What you think is a coincidence to all around the world? We're the biggest ones dying and we're filling up the jails. And still, we own nothing, not the clothes on our back. And we go through all the suffering for the fact that we are black. Even though we lack, we hate all the time. Open your eyes, you uncultured swine. They're killing off our leaders just for trying to take action. From Malcolm to Martin, Marley to Jackson, Marcus to Malachi, Elijah, Muhammad. All that's left is Jesus, the righteous is coming. Look, you boast about them grinds that you're making Start up a business, bake if you're caking Stop giving your money, time and life to this devil Salute that G and just honor that rebel I say assalamu alaikum Walaikum salam I come in peace I don't mean you no harm I say assalamu alaikum Walaikum salam I come in peace. I don't mean you know. I don't mean you know. Uh. I know who I wanna be. I'm tired of what I see. My third eye's open and paradise scoping. So move and let it be. See, I wanna do God's will. Believe and make it real. March to the heavens and keep on stepping and then we'll be winning. I don't follow the news, they just sat in my blues. They tell me stories, but they've never talk or walk in my shoes. They want the glory for Mother Nature, but I'm sorry, who originated that? Remove the impossibility to do what you want or you desire to achieve in your will. You and I be connected, protected by a seeker's will. So, how we gonna limit ourselves to some still? Trying to be the gangsters, we're better ones that kill. Nothing is by coincidence, it's all by design. When you Learn the street code when you get my state of mind because we didn't have it before they shackled us as slaves. Subsequently, we wouldn't be trapped in these mental graves. They make the cool, we make the answer. We fight in the walls, but that don't make you a martyr. We fall for their tricks, that's insult to injury. But Masons work hard, so you don't know what they did to me. In school, you don't learn history, you learn his story. That's why you don't know Farrakhan, but Angelina Jolie. You see these people as holy, because they told you we were not. Now, Supreme and Amina showing the dream that you forgot. And I know they want us quiet, because the truth has been told. But I stand on my word, and my posture is bold. This is the voice of the youth, while speaking to one another. 
other, my brother in spirit, who came from another mother, I'm from South, but I can feel a brother's pain in North, I'm from Peckham, but he's still my brother who came from North, so why would I want him dead, cause of his whereabouts, cause I know I never chose to live anywhere in South. This is the anthem for the lost and the found living. Emancipate yourself from the triple six prison. Emancipate yourself from the shackles of the beast. Supremo and the mean, greeting you with peace. Assalamu alaikum, walaikum salam. I come in peace, I don't mean you no harm. I say assalamu alaikum, walaikum salam. I come in peace. I don't mean you know, I don't mean you know. Uh. I know who I wanna be. I'm tired of what I see. My third eye's open, I'm paradise scoping, so move and let it be. Yes, yes, that was our brother Mikhail Amin, all the way from London, England. I'm pretty sure you all picked up on the accent. We're about to land this plane for tonight's broadcast. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to tonight's edition of the S. I'm sorry, Sam, my old show. <laughs> the Mississippi on the Move podcast. And we certainly thank you. Thank you very much. And we are prayerful that what we shared in tonight's broadcast was beneficial to your not only your spiritual growth and development, but served as information and guidance in these troubling times. So at this time, brothers and sisters, we want to thank you tuning in to tonight and we are going to leave you because we're right at 829 so we won't go into the commercial break we've heard them so we're going to leave you as we came before you with the greeting words of peace as always inshallah or be at the will of almighty god we'll be back next thursday at the same time for more of the mississippi on the move podcast and but until then we greet you in peace assalamu alaikum Mississippi on the move. Let's go.